Hi, this is Cree Mitchell again, and we're talking about uh, Vision 2020 Clarity. And in this episode, I want to talk about self-love because that seems to be a big proponent in how we deal and work with people in the, this world in which we live in. And a lot of people say, well, you're not supposed to love yourself. Uh, well, the Bible talks about self-love, you know. First of all, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8, says that love is patient, it's kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, and it's not proud. This is real love, true love. It doesn't dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. It doesn't delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. It never fails. But it says, but where there are prophecies, they will cease, and where there are tongues, they will be stilled, and where there is knowledge, it will pass away. True love doesn't fail. And I'm finding out that there are a lot of people who um, will demonstrate love for others, but not for themselves. And they don't think themselves worthy or... There's something that within them that causes them not to think that they should be worthy of love, of even loving themselves. And you can't fully and truly love someone else unless you love yourself. I've always packed around that First Corinthians 13 and tried to apply it when dealing with others. But the realization has come that what have I been doing for myself? Have I been patient with me? Have I been kind with me? Have, it, have I envied myself? Have I been boastful or proud? You know, in order to be able to love others, we have to love ourselves first. And one of the first scriptures that talks about self-love and comparing it to others is in Leviticus 19 and 18. It says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So there were two things here that God was looking at regarding individual. He's telling you, okay, don't have a grudge. Don't be revengeful. Don't have a grudge against anyone. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. And a lot of times what people don't realize is that we actually love people the way we love ourselves. And we will only go so far and dealing with people, a lot of the people who are can be mean and cruel really don't love themselves. And therefore they, well, it's the truth, all of them, they don't love themselves. So therefore they inflict that cruelty on you for what they feel on themselves. Now when we go and we look in the Gospels, say Matthew 22 and 39, they were talking about the greatest commandments and Jesus says, the second is likened to it. The first and 38 is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and thy strength. And the second is likened to it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So it just doesn't mean people in the church anymore. To love them as we are, but we have to love ourselves first. 
Mark 12 and 31 says the same thing. This is the set. The second is this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Loving God first and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. So you have to love God. You have to love yourself. And then you can love your neighbor. James 8, 2 and 8 says, If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. So we can't, if we really love ourselves, we will discipline ourselves and we will do we will set boundaries for ourselves and how people deal with us. If you're sitting there and allowing someone to abuse you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually even, because there's a lot of abuse that happens in the church, you're not loving yourself because you're 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 putting yourself in a cage and allowing yourself to be taunted. And no one in their right mind would allow a child or another individual to be in a cage and you walk by and people are throwing rocks at them. You would figure out a way to get them out, to stop the rock throwing, get them out. Sometimes we have to we have to do that with ourselves. We have to set boundaries and say, this is not acceptable. And we have a saying in our family, we will not reward bad behavior. And that was 2019 and 2020. It's like... It's about self-love, self-help, self-preservation, setting boundaries for myself and for others. And I will not allow you to abuse me. I will not accept the abuse. That's not going to happen. So there's a boundary set there. And there is a consequence for your negative actions toward me. And that's something that we have to keep in mind. We cannot accept it. I hear people say all the time, I was listening and uh, men were men were talking, Christian men, and they were talking about how the wife is to obey the husband and, and the scriptures and all of that. And there was a conversation some ministers had, and I just happened to be there, and they were saying, well, you know, if I come to your house and I tell you, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I said, hold up, I'm a single woman, I'm not married, so you can't come to my house and tell me what to do. Now, you can use that scripture on your wife about obeying, but it also says that the husband should, oh, the wife should obey the husband, the husband should obey the wife. The husband should love the wife as Christ loved the church. And Jesus is not a cruel taskmaster over the church. He basically gave us heaven's credit card, his word with our faith to use. We'll work on, but he's not a cruel master. And that, and that, uh, that's one thing that people need to realize. And you can't go into someone else's home and run it. You cannot. And I've seen so many times Christian men try to go into other people's homes and other women's homes and run it. I didn't ask you, and I didn't ask you, you cannot come into my house and run that. You run yours. You don't run this. You know, and at the time I was a lot younger, so my reply was, you might come in and try to run it, but either the police or the undertaker are taking you out because you don't run it. I'm not married to you, so you will not tell me what to do. And I was told that that could be defined. It's not defined, it's realistic. God is running this over here. You, you and him run with that over there. But you have to set boundaries because people will run over you and they will take from you and they will destroy you. The word of God tells us about casting our pearls before swine and giving what's holy unto dogs because people will uh, will be trampled on their feet and then they'll turn again and rend you. And you've got to be careful of that. 
we have to set those boundaries because not everything is meant for us to give to everybody. And just because you have it doesn't mean that you're supposed to give it to somebody. I, when I first got to be a Christian, I was constantly told by people, well, you need to give that to me because I asked you, you're a Christian. You're supposed to give to those that ask you. So that left me in a negative. And then I realized years later, I'm supposed to give out of my overflow. Goes back to the parable with the virgins again. I'm supposed to give out my overflow, but I'm not going to give you the oil I got because then I don't have any for me. You got to go get your own oil. And there were times when people would even call me when I in the middle of the night because they want me to do something. And they know I'm trying to live by my word if I give you my. So they would ask me something. I'm half sleeping. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then they hang up the next day. They call, well, you said you were going to do so and so. And I'm like, what? No, I can't. I got to do. And I was stuck because, so I got to the point where when they would call me in the middle of the night, I would answer the phone with no. And they finally quit doing that because people will use you until they've used you up. And that's part of self-love is being able to say no. You can say no. People will say no to you. You can say no to them. But you've got to preserve you. You've got to help you. It doesn't mean that you don't give, that you don't do, that you don't say yes sometimes. But you got to have clarity and you need to be led by God. And that's what this backing up away from negative things and stuff, spending time in meditation is. It gives you clarity. Hebrews 4, I think in verse 12 says, the word of God is a discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the more you meditate on the word of God, he will discern the thoughts, not only yours, but others and what their intentions are. And it will speak to you on the inside. I'll let you know, mm -mm. you'll get that little check. Mm -mm. That ain't right. No, no. So you have to be careful. The Bible lets us know that you just can't always say yes to everything. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. In Romans 8, it says, But God demonstrated his own love for us that while we had sinners, Christ died for us. God's love for us was so unconditional, even when we are in the wrong, he sent Jesus to die for our sins. To redeem us. He loved us that much. And so he gives us that ability to love ourselves too that much. To discipline ourselves. I love myself enough to discipline myself. So that I can be a better me for me. Because if I'm not in a better me for me. I can't be a better me for you. And that's what we have to look at. And in St. John 13 and 34, Jesus says, A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you, must you love one another. So we are also told to love God, to love ourselves, but then to love each other. And there are times when I tell myself no because I love myself and I know that cake will not be good for me. Okay, I'll keep eating it and I'll get sick and I'll have health issues later on down the road. So if I can say no to me, I need to be able to say no to you. Saying yes to you doesn't mean I love you. Saying no to you to keep you in harm means I love you. So it's most important that we value ourselves enough to do what's right for us. And then we can turn, can do what's right for others. And I know there are scriptures like in Hebrews 2 and 3, which says, do, not, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, 
Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And that's true. We are to love people, but we are to love ourselves also. And I can't value, put you up above God. I can't do that. I've got to love you like I love myself. And so, therefore, there's sometimes I have to let you suffer. I was coming home one day, and I saw a lady walking in the rain, and I used to ride the bus in the city of St. Louis when I lived there. And it would be raining and snow and whatever, and I'd be walking, and people I knew would see me, and they'd wave, and they'd keep going. And i keep walking. Because sometimes the bus would let me out a mile and a half from where my home was. And the next one went running for two hours. So I'm coming home not too long ago driving, and I saw this lady walking, and I'm thinking she must not live too far. And the way she walked reminded me of me. And I started to ask her, did she need a ride? And I felt God say, no, let her walk. And I kept thinking about it's raining. And, it's, it's... and then thoughts came in my mind. Remember when you walked, you had Paige in Midland. You had to walk all the way. And I remembered, and I could see people passing me that knew me and they would wave and they'd keep going. He said, I didn't have them stop because you needed to walk. I needed to make you determined, no matter what you were going home. No matter what you kept going, I need her to walk. I need her determined. So I did, I kept going. And then there was another time at work, there was a picture that was crooked and it bothers me sometimes. Pictures are crooked. And I wanted to, every time I got ready to fix it, I could feel God saying, no, they don't. It's not your job to fix everything. Sometimes we got to love people long enough to leave them where we are. Yana Van says, yeah, Yana Van Zandt has a statement. She says a lot. You have to meet people where they are. And sometimes you have to leave them there. And it's the truth because we're not God. And sometimes we try to be God. We're not. So we have to love them. And we have to leave them. The Apostle Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians 3 and 6. I planted. Apollos watered. But God gave the increase, or God made it grow. And there are sometimes you're only there to dig up the soul, put in the seed, and to walk, cover it up and walk away. And you may just be the one that's uh, digging up the ground. You may not even be planting the seed. Somebody else plants the seed and covers it up. Somebody else will come through and water it. And water it. Somebody else will water it. But it's God's timing and God's power and his ability that makes things grow in people. The problem we have is when we want to get so stuck in being the one to be, walk through all the phases of life with people. No. And sometimes people can only go so far with us. And there's nothing we can do to change it. Their time is up with us, whether it's physical, mental, or whatever. And they go another direction, and you go another direction. They serve their purpose. Be thankful for what they were in your life. Don't become bitter. It's when people become bitter that there's a problem. 
And I've had to learn that lesson over and over and over again, letting people go. And there's some people that were never supposed to be in your life. You just liked them and wanted them in your life because I've had that problem too. You had to let them go and move on and be like, you know what? You were never supposed to be in my life. So we're going to let this go and move on so that you can become a better person. I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to keep going. And that's what I've got to get to the point where I pray for them and I keep going. Now there are some that have come back and said negative things and start other people against me. And it's like, you know what? That's fine. I'm going to pray for them and I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to keep going because it's up to God to deal with that. It's not up to me. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you don't ask me and you want to believe what they say, then that's fine. But I'm going to keep moving. So I'm here to encourage you that you cannot change people. God has to. He, he sends one to plant. He sends one to water. But he's going to do the increase. He's going to make it grow. And some people may refuse not to grow. That's their choice. They've got a choice to believe and to do and to be who they are. It's not our choice to make them that. God will cushion you. He will help you. Yes, it will hurt to let go. But when you let go of that, God's got a bigger blessing for you. So sometimes we have to let go. It's like Abraham and Lot in the book of Genesis. He and Lot started out together, but God told Abraham to go, to get away from his family and go. He took his nephew Lot with him. They became too big to dwell together. Lot took the better looking land, went towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham went another direction. And then when, um, even when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed and Lot, before it got destroyed, angels came and God told Abraham he was going to destroy. Abraham knew Lot was there. He, he went to God about Lot, but he and the people that are trying to see if there were 50 and 45 and 40 and 30 and 20 and 10. He figured there's got to at least be 10 with Lot and his children and whatever. There's at least 10. God would spare the city. And he left it at that. City gets, gets destroyed. Lot only ends up with two daughters. And they go into it another direction up into the mountains. But that was Lot's choice. That wasn't Abraham's. Abraham did what he could. He prayed and he moved on. And that's what we have to do. We have to continue to grow and to move on. To accept people as either being planters or waterers. It's God that makes things grow in us. And we have to continue to love ourselves. Now, I'm not saying be vain and cruel and mean. No. I love myself enough. I love myself enough to say no. And I love myself enough to set boundaries. I love myself enough to do what's right. Because I want to be a person who's of integrity. And this is a time, which all year is, to be a person of integrity, to look for integrity, to do what's right, to make me take me in the right direction. I want to encourage you again. This is Cree Mitchell saying I love you and God loves you. And remember that no matter where you go, God's love is unconditional, without condition. There's nothing you can do that will keep you from him. Continue to press in toward him. Continue to look up and ask him to show himself to you, and he will. I'm praying for you. I love you. God bless you. And have peace.